Hello, I'm Julia Goldsmith from Capture Media and welcome to this podcast which we are producing for Herefordshire Museum Service. We're going to be responding to some of the wonderful objects that can be found in the museum's handling collection. Joining me today are Carolyn Olney, museum educator, and Rowan Todd, a 17-year-old visually impaired student from the Royal National College for the Blind in Hereford, which is where we're recording today. Welcome to you both. Hello. 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 (laughs) Can I just start, Rowan, just ask you a quick question before we get on to the objects? Yeah. Why... What was your interest when we approached you about doing this podcast? What drew you to it? So I'm doing English Literature and History levels. So I'm very interested in historical artefacts, also stories which are attached to different objects and I guess the sentimentality and what it means to different people, I guess. Yeah. Perfect. So you're in for a treat today then. Should we get the first object out, Carolyn? I'll I'll put it in front of you, Rowan. You said historical. There we go. Is this kind of like a lace handkerchief or something? Yeah. yeah. What fabrics do you think are on that? It feels like, I don't know, maybe like a viscous or mm. lace. Is it yeah, lace? Yeah, lace around the outside, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I don't know what the inside bit is. I'm pretty sure it's silk. It's genuine silk. It feels like, yeah, quite thin yeah. silk. Yeah, and then there's one a little detail. If you feel around, you'll see a, a detail or feel a detail. It's more in the middle here. Don't Is it like an initial or something? There's flowers and writing, yeah. And it says on it, a kiss from France. Mm. That's really so, sweet. So this would have been produced between 1914 and 1918. So during the war. Yeah, yeah, yes. Do you have any sort of connection? Well, it's the First World War. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, so my great-grandfather, who died in 1999 was in the Third Battle of Arras yeah. in 1915 uh, in the trenches and he describes in his memoirs, I haven't read them, but I'm told that in his memoirs he describes walking over the trenches and literally wow. feeling beyond fear because yeah. for as far as he could see, all he could, you know, all that could be seen was guns like pointing at him, you know, truly horrendous. And uh, he was shot in the, in the shoulder and uh, he survived. But it's weird to think that if that bullet had gone a couple of inches in you know the other direction, I wouldn't be sitting yeah. here doing this podcast right now. Um, yeah, I think that's quite a weird thought for me. Um, and then he was taken prisoner of war and lived in Germany for the rest of the remainder of the war. But I think the treatment on the prisoner of war camp, he worked like on a farm. He said it was a lot better than being in... The trenches and being, being shot at. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I, I'll, I'll tell you just a little bit about this, this hanky. Yeah. As we, as we say, it's a kiss from France. I think your story is better than mine. But um, when soldiers went to war, they didn't go to the front for six months at a time. They'd go for two weeks or a month at a time. And then they'd have a bit of R&R, they called it, rest and recuperation. And this handkerchief was actually made by a local woman or girl in France and they used to sell these to the soldiers so it, it, it's a souvenir from that time yeah from France I'm assuming but, someone brought this back with them yes yeah, yeah. We've, we've got quite a lot at at the museum so I presume quite a lot of people brought them back but it's really difficult to know 
So they would have been what? posted back to their loved ones in England. Posted, yeah. yeah. Brought back. Oh. Postal service was very good. It, uh, it's funny to think what people keep. Have you, yeah. You've got his memoirs. Have you got anything else of his? Not of his, no. Um, I'm trying to think if I have any other sort of family things. I know my other great-grandfather on the other side. It's all on my dad's side of the family. Um, was a coal miner and yeah. started mining when he was like 14 years old but I don't think we've got anything from him but um, it is weird the things that people keep you know like a necklace might seem like just a necklace to someone but someone it, else it's the story what have you brought to college with you have you brought have you brought your own museum with you your collection of objects or are they still at home I brought a teddy with me because <laughs> you know it's yeah. important. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. But we we seem to make our own museums, really. Don't when you when you get older, you you realise. I was rearranging some shelves and thought, oh, this belongs to that, and that's important because and what whatever. Yeah, yeah. What what about photos? Have you got them all stored on your phone? I've got a lot of them stored on my phone. Um, but actually, over Christmas, we went. We got like a camcorder from when we were younger. Before, like, before, <laughs> like, for those images, aren't they? On camcorders. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before phones could take very good pictures, and we've just been digitalizing them all. And there's lots of pictures and videos of me and my two siblings when we were little. That is brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> got... What sort of things have you got on there? What are they filming? Oh, it's it the like... most random things, just like. My brother's fifth birthday, and I'm just a little one-year-old just asleep in the corner, you know, as you do. But <laughs> there's something very evocative about film, though, because you can see, yeah, you see yeah. lots of images of. Well, maybe you know, there's images, aren't there, of when you're a baby and a child and photographs, but when it's on film and that you can see a bit of movement or you can hear yourself. Yeah. And you heard your voice speaking back when you were young. Yeah, just... it's very weird. Yeah, for me, you know, yeah. like hearing my younger self. Mm. I don't know, because <laughs> that version of myself doesn't know that I exist, but I know that that version of myself exists. It's so weird. It is weird, <laughs> isn't it? Yes, to think that that little person was actually you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just... What do you think, think will happen, I'm thinking about now, we all take so much video on our phones and yeah. things, don't we? Do you think there'll be moments like that where you'll... It's hard to imagine how people will get together and recollect moments like that, isn't it, with the ma amount of media and photographs we I have I think now? it's undervalued mm. now, because it's so easy to just whip out your phone. Yeah, but it, it, yeah. Sounds, uh, it sounds like your parents are into the archives stage, like, let's yeah. sort these out where we can remember who everybody is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. I think, you know, because my siblings and I, we've all left home now, so... I think my parents want to, you know, try and create some memorabilia, I think. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Have you enjoyed our chat today? I have. Thank <laughs> you so much. Has it left you with any things that you might take away and think about? or just? I think I might think more about, you know, different ways that people have lived in the past. Yeah. That's wonderful. Thank you, Carolyn. Thank you, Rowan. Thanks Thank for you. joining us.